365. The fantasy season never dies. Welcome to Every Day is Draft Day. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to Every Day is Draft Day, Episode 6. My name is Jason Gold, and I am joined by the newest member of the Champions Round team, Steph Small. Steph, how are you doing today? Welcome to the squad. I would be doing better if the Giants won last night, but I am excited to be part of this team, so I'm still happy and smiling. <laughs> All right, so let's let's begin there before we get into any of the business and any of the podcast. Let's start with Thursday Night Football. I know this, this is a safe space. <laughs> you can... Get emotional about your uh, your terrible Giants who ruined your night. Uh, why don't you take me through the game, kind of what your emotions and thoughts were, main takeaways from uh, from the loss. 30, 30 to 29 was the final? Yeah. Like, how beautiful was that first quarter, though, for the Giants? I think you finally saw them look like a football team. We haven't seen that in so long. I don't know what's going on with this defense. You know, I'm a little bit more optimistic than I was going to bed last night. I think the defense is something that's fixable for this team. Um, I think that other, shockingly, other than fourth down, Jason Garrett called a respectable game, to be honest. Like, it was pretty good from what we've seen. I think we also saw Daniel Jones start to develop in the middle of that game. I mean, in the second half, he was actually, like, going through his progression reads and it was impressive. Kenny Galladay, huge disappointment. Kadarius Tony, huge disappointment. That offsides, I cannot believe it. I haven't watched a game with uh, my brother and my mom since 2011. We're cheering. Wow. We thought we won. And then we all like turn around and we're like, there's no way. I couldn't believe it. So I'm a little bit, I'm optimistic about this offense now. And that's the first time I think I've been able to say that. But what did you spend all this money on the defense for if it looks like crap? So Bradbury really let me down yesterday. Well, the the one great play that they made was the interception on Heineke, which was an absolutely mm-hmm. awesome play. But otherwise, yeah, it's a little just kind of weird all over the place on the defensive side. I did like what I saw from Daniel Jones. Obviously, we bet on the uh, the first rushing touchdown being from Daniel Jones. That was that was a great moment last night. If anyone caught that on our Instagram live. Uh, that was that was awesome. The offense looked good. Your your boy Shep looked uh, fantastic. Sa- Saquon had his classic sixteen rushes for twelve total yards. Then he breaks off the forty one yarder. There's nothing more Saquon than doing that. I think there were positive signs from the offense, and I thought that the, the offensive line actually played a lot better than I I thought they would. My question about the offensive line here is: we saw that the Chargers' offensive line dominated Washington. Then we see the Giants come out and perform really well against the Washington front. Maybe the Washington front just stinks. Maybe we're just all banking on whatever happened last year. I don't know. What are your take on that? Yeah, I think that Washington, you know, I think that they might have gotten a little overhyped. I think this team is not exactly the team that we thought. Um, I think that they're in a better position with Heineke. I thought Fitz was going out at some point during the season. I thought it was going to be more like week 11, uh, not necessarily this early on, but You know, is Gibson not going to live up to that ADP uh, too? Like that whole offense, I think, is not as impressive as I really thought it was going to be. You know, the deep that D line though is like unbelievably good. Um, I think that they definitely showed up yesterday. But yeah, I think the offense is it's an it's interesting to see because maybe maybe the Eagles are going to end up being you know this dominant team in the NFC East, and maybe the Giants end up pulling it together. Uh, But I think Washington is in a little bit of trouble here. Yeah, so before the season, I had Washington pegged for, I believe my projections had him like 11.1 wins, which was the third most in the NFC. That's down the two. I I, I don't believe in that one anymore. Um, Antonio Gibson, 38 touches the last two games. So that's that's pretty good. But 
if you're expecting him to be McCaffrey-like, those numbers got to be bumped up quite a bit. The one guy who stood out last night and maybe the best connection is going to be McLaurin looked awesome. Uh, his mm-hmm. connection with Heineke, that might be for real. That might be someone that – I don't know if you can buy low on him anymore. You probably missed the boat <laughs> after after last week. Uh, so good luck. But if you have McLaurin on your fantasy teams, you're probably pretty happy right now. As I am. And I was messaging you last night. It's so funny when you like kind of get excited, but they're playing your team. So yeah. you don't want to get too excited. But I have a lot of McLaurin. Uh, so I was pretty thrilled about that last night. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's take care of a little business before we get to this. We are giving away a signed Aaron Jones and signed DeAndre Swift jersey. For Monday Night Football, we will reveal the winners on Tuesday. All you have to do is subscribe to this podcast. Then go on uh, Instagram at Champions Round. DM us with a picture of the subscription. You're automatically entered to win. We'll reveal the winners on in our email next week. So stay tuned for that. If you want a Jones or Swift jersey, be sure to do that with us. Uh, let's move on to our first segment of Every Day is Draft Day, Episode 6. Buy and sell for Week 2. Players that were super in on, super high on, people that we're going to start everywhere, and then guys that maybe we're going to sit across the board. Maybe we want to trade them before uh, Sunday hits. So, Steph, let's, let's go to your uh, your number one buy here. I think it only makes sense for me uh, to be a homer here. I think that it's safe to say that you should be buying Sterling Shepard. Uh, it's very clear that he is the dominant guy in this offense. I don't think that Galladay is going to end up getting that connection. We saw him struggle with Daniel Jones. The chemistry is really not there. Uh, you saw Galladay blow up at Jason Garrett, too, at the end. And uh, this is a team that really there's a lot of culture and coaching vibes. I see that hurting Galladay. And I think, you know, Shep has proven that this is his year. So I think this is the last week that you can buy him low because they're going to go out, play the Falcons. He's probably going to have a fantastic game and that's it. This is the cheapest you're going to get him. So what was the deal with Galladay on the sidelines? Was he actually yelling at Daniel Jones about the ball? Do you know any more information about that? He was yelling at Jason Garrett. Got it. I think, I don't know, but Galladay, to be fair, like he had some drops yesterday that were not, like he did not play as impressive as he has on the contested catch, which is usually his thing. So uh, I don't know what's going on. I think a lot of it probably comes from not really practicing during training camp, right? He wasn't there. So we might not see Galladay until maybe show up until week eight. I'm not, I'm not very optimistic. I wasn't big on that that pickup anyway so I'm not entirely surprised you don't mean to smile but uh I'm not I can't say I'm shocked <laughs> so do you want to talk about what happened with your other receiver last night Slayton <laughs> do you have anything that you want to get off your chest there you if you can sell him for anything you should I don't know why he's still on anyone's roster Slayton is so disappointing it's week two he's had three drops I think you can argue four uh, from during that game. I think that there's a fourth in question there. And last year, he was the second most targeted guy. And he also was the, had the second most drops on that team, lost 11 points for this team. You know, it's disappointing. I think Slayton, it, it's always in these big moments, too. I felt like it was that Eagles game last year when Ingram dropped the ball. Had he caught that, it's a totally different scenario, a uh, different pace to the game. So Slayton, it also, if you can get rid of him, try to do it now because I don't think you're – I think this is it for Mr. Slayton. <laughs> I don't think that you're getting much in return for him. He might yeah. just be a straight-out drop. But, yeah, Maybe I agree. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All right, my, my number one buy for week two, Kareem Hunt against Houston. I said this on our Instagram Live last night, but I think that – both Chubb and Hunt are going to have 20-plus point fantasy games this week. 
I also just think that he's going to be just as involved in the offense as he was last year. I don't see this as a full Chubb takeover that maybe some predicted before the season. I love Hunt kind of everywhere. I love him as an RB2, especially if you're going hero RB strategy. So ride with Kareem Hunt this week, start him everywhere. I think he's going to have a big week. Love it. All right, let's go to your number two. My number two is Najee Harris. I think that, you know, the volume is there. He What did he play, 100% of the snaps? I'm not worried about this guy. Everyone's freaking out. You get nervous about rookies. Uh, they have a beautiful matchup this week. I think Najee is going to be just fine. I think he's going to eat. I think that we saw Ben. You know, his arm is not I, – I don't want to hear it anymore. His arm is not where it was in the past. So I think they're going to have to rely – on uh, you know on the rush at some point it's going to have to happen he's on the field he's going to he's going to be just fine in fantasy and people are freaking out they freak out you know week 1 this is a beautiful time to be buying everyone's freakouts <laughs> yeah i mean I, I get the deal with Najee, especially this week against the raiders well we we've talked about this before but pittsburgh minus 5 and a half is like my best bet of the weekend so i think that they'll have a big week obviously i have con- some concerns with their offensive line but hell of a time to buy absolutely after that first week all right, my number two best buy for week two. Also, best buy if you want to sponsor this part of the podcast, that's fine too. Uh, number two, Javante Williams versus Jacksonville. I think that he'll end up with more touches than Melvin Gordon this week. Jacksonville, we saw what happened last week with their defense against the Texans. I don't think it's going to be that much better this week against Denver. So give me Javante Williams. I know that he was the worst of the two running backs last week, but I think that he absolutely smashes this week. I'm going to go. Over 80 yards and a touchdown for Javante Williams on the ground in week two. All right, let's head over to your third pick here. Yeah, I was deciding between two here. Uh, I think I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. Um, I know they don't have the most beautiful matchup, but I think that after Julio had his little uh, hissy fit, I think that you'll see A.J. Brown get get the volume. Um, I You know, everyone panics. But, I mean, they didn't look good last week. Let's call it what it is. The Titans looked bad. Um, but I think that they can pull it together. I think that they are going to come back, recover, and answer to what they did last week. I love that one. I actually think that A.J. Brown and D.K. playing against each other are just going to be such a competition between those two that no one else knows about. And they're just going to go out, and both of them are absolutely going to ball. So yeah. I could definitely see A.J. having a huge, huge game uh, yeah. in Seattle against the Seahawks. My number three I'm going to go with Latavius Murray versus Kansas City. I think that he's going to end up being the number one back there sooner rather than later. I don't know what was quite happening with Tyson Williams in the second half against the Raiders. I don't really trust that whole situation. I think that they trust Murray. His knowledge of the offense is going to come around very quickly. I do not trust Devontae Freeman. It doesn't look like Lev Bell is going to make it to even the roster at any point this season. So give me Murray kind of everywhere if you can buy him, but specifically week two against Kansas City. We saw what Chubb had hunted to that defense on the ground last week, and I think that they'll continue it this week. So give me all of Latavius Murray stock. Let's move over to our cells for week two. Steph, what's your number one sell? People are not going to be happy with this, but uh, it's I'm selling Zeke. I think that you're not going to get the value that you all draft him for. You know, I don't think he played horrible last week. He was doing a lot of blocking. There, were, You saw him stutter stepping, so he was obviously trying to find ways to get around. Uh, but, you know, playing against the Chargers, I'm not excited. And I think that Tony has also solidified a role in this offense. And I think they're going to pass the ball. That's This is going to be this offense. It's going to be a fast-paced passing offense. Uh, I'm out on Zeke because it might be a little too late after this week. So I don't think that you quite understand how much I love this take. 
I've talked about this on every podcast and everything that Champions Run has done leading up to the season, that Zeke Elliott was the second best running back in Dallas, that Tony Pollard was the number one guy. My three hottest – no, the three takes that I said on pretty much everywhere across the board. Hawkinson's going to be TE2. CeeDee Lamb's going to be a top five wide receiver. And Tony Pollard's going to end up with more fantasy points than Zeke. So I love that sell Zeke. I couldn't be any more in on that. Uh, fully agree with you. My number one sell for this week, Josh Jacobs against Pittsburgh. I think he's going to have a tough time running against that defense. Short week, traveling west to east. He doesn't look like he's healthy right now. This might be the Kenyon Drake show anyways. I don't want any part of Jacobs. And we saw what had happened to him last year. He comes out really hot. I mean, we scored two touchdowns against the, the Ravens. Last year he had three touchdowns in week one, and then it was all downhill from there. I want to get out of Josh Jacobs as fast as possible. Everybody before the season, every fantasy analyst wanted out on Josh Jacobs. Well, you just hit the peak. Everybody get out now. So that's my pick for number one. Uh, what's your number two? I'm going to go back to a, ho a homer pick here. Uh, Sal Galladay. Uh, you know, there's going to be people that still believe in him. He doesn't have a solidified role here. He's struggling in this offense. And this Jason Garrett offense is just not made for him. Uh, I think that we're just going to see them move on. You saw also like Kyle Rudolph getting involved. They're getting other guys involved before they're getting Galladay involved. Hate that for him. Uh, I think, you know, and I even, listen, I have him all over the place. I'm trying to get rid of him this week because uh, I think it's only going to get worse. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if it can get much worse than last night with him crushing on the side. I don't even know. How, what do you have? Like, just a couple catches last night? Uh, yeah. And One catch? Yeah. Was... If he caught the ball. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. So I definitely agree if you're still in there. It's time now. Uh, my number two, someone that played awesome last week, but I do not think that they will continue this this week would be Debo Samuel. I, one, he's not going to have the 9-184-1 split line again. That's not going to happen. It looks like Ayuk's going to work his way back in. I think that the matchup versus the Eagles is a lot tougher. So this might be the best game that Debo has all season. I'm not saying that he can't be a top 20 or 25 wide receiver for the season, but you're going to get max value right now if you get on and on Debo. So I would probably try to make that move in all of my fantasy leagues right now. Let's move over to your number three. Um, this is another one people are not going to like. I am selling Mark Andrews. I was not a fan of his performance last week. He was dropping the ball. He just didn't look like Mark Andrews, the tight end five, tight end six, tight, whatever you have him ranked. Uh, and I would rather move on from that situation before it gets worse. They're playing the Chiefs. Not a good matchup for him. So I'm, I'm getting out before it's too late. All right. I like that one, too, a lot, because I don't trust any pass catcher on the Ravens to be, yeah. like, very successful long term. Uh, there's just too much variability there. All right, my last one here. I'm going back to San Francisco. I don't feel good about this, but Elijah Mitchell, I, I can't trust any running back in that offense. There's no way that I know. Like, obviously, he's going to be one of the top three guys, but on a week-to-week -week basis, I mean, who do you know? And also, you're going to have Trey Lance coming here at some point. Once that happens, you're already taking away some of the carry. So get out on a Mitchell while you can. If people were willing to overpay for if you had the number one waiver spot and you got him on your bench, that's awesome. I would include him with some bigger piece in a trade and get even a better piece. That seems like an absolute lot to me. Go get that done right now. I love that one. Especially, you know, Servant's going to come in there too. Like, it's just a mess. It's time to, you know, I, I understand he played well. At week one, it's always these overreactions too. 
Uh, and I think week two, the dust starts to settle and then you're like, crap, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's move over to some of our best bets and player props for week two. Uh, why don't you kick it off with uh, one of your best bets or player props? Okay. It pains me as a Giants fan, but uh Devontae Smith over three and a half receptions for the Eagles love it uh love what we saw last week I think it's going to continue I think we knew that this was going to happen going into the season with Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith the chemistry is there and they're gonna air the ball out so uh I love that over three and a half receptions all right love that one too uh my number one here is going to be Baker Mayfield under 263 and a half passing yards this is only because I think that they're going to run for 300 yards. They're not going to need to throw the ball. They're going to be up by a lot. I could see Baker not playing in the fourth quarter in this game. So that would be my number one pick here. Baker under 263 and a half passing yards. Love it. Love that one. All right. What else you got? I don't have anything else because I can't open up my app because I'm moving. Oh, so no. I can't open up FanDuel. But that if I was betting this week, it, it, would, it would be all over that uh, Philly team. All right. Let me run off a couple more then, and then we'll head out of here. Uh, my best bet, I told you guys this before. I will say it on Gambling with Gold that we're recording later today. Pittsburgh minus five and a half. I will have I don't know, maybe like three or four months of mortgage on that game. Like, it's not going to be healthy. I might not watch. I'm going to have to go take the dog on a walk for that one. Um, your wife. <laughs> yeah, my wife doesn't give me. Don't, Kylie, don't watch this, please. Um, all right. Other, the other player props I want to knock out here. Jared Goff over 255 and a half passing yards. I think that Detroit's going to be in a spot where they're going to be down a lot, just like last week, throw the ball all around. Green Bay is not going to care because they'll be up a bunch. This is going to be the Lions MO all season long, right? Like they're going to be from behind. Mm -hmm. Then Goff and Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift are just going to, I mean, just feel full garbage time fantasy points at the end. So love that one. Uh, Kareem Hunt over, two, uh, over 59 and a half total yards. And then Dak and Herbert, over 38 and a half and over 39 and a half, longest completions. I think that they are going to throw the rock a long way and have some long completions in that game. I love that. You also love you some Kareem Hunt, huh? You're just uh, like me. I love Kareem Hunt. <laughs> I think this way, I think it's all a Texans thing. Like in general, I like him and I have him on a couple teams, but I, this matchup against the Texans, I just, I foresee them being like, we're splitting this. Chubb, you don't have to get 25 touches. We don't need you that much. Kareem, here you go. Have at it. And he's just going to be yeah. an absolute monster this week. Absolutely. Is there any other player that you're like, oh, my God, they're going to have a, a smash week this week? You know, I that Bucks falcons uh, game is pretty ugly, especially the way that the Falcons came out um, and responded. Uh, I think that the Bucks are going to run all over these guys it's going to be a mess so i think that bucks team as a whole any of those player props and probably i'm smashing because oh. of the fact that the bucks with the falcon why the falcons look so bad it was a pretty disappointing i think that they'll respond and play better than last week but it, it was really ugly the two really disgusting bets that i want to make this week that i'm like a little scared to is jacksonville and atlanta just as like full buybacks from week one but they're so disgusting that I'm like, I'm so scared to actually pull the trigger on those. Yeah, that scares me a little bit because it was <laughs> really, really ugly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Atlanta plus 12 and a half right now. Oh, man, that's going to be a little sketchy. Sketchy. All right, uh, that does it for Every Day is Draft Day, Episode 6. Steph, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the team. Welcome to Champions Round. Uh, can't wait to see 
can't wait to see what you do with us. And yeah, the whole team is super excited. So excited and happy to be here. And I'll be in Michigan the next time that we probably record. So I'll be able to actually open up my uh, betting apps. <laughs> Fantastic. So last thing before we head out of here, a reminder about the Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift giveaways. All you have to do is subscribe to this podcast, DM us at Champions Round on Instagram, and you're automatically entered to win. So we'll reveal that next week. And until then, everybody have a good weekend.